0: Viral Vice President
1: (laughs) Hello and welcome, I'm Steve
2: And I'm infected And I'm viral
1: And this is Fools Tools, a podcast for the viral veterinarian Uh, Definitely didn't forget what we were talking about then Uh, So, gentlemen, how are you? Veterinarian,
0: not veterinarian You've missed an entire syllable out of that word uh, I don't care. <laughs> Bet ruined it anyway by saying viral. Um yeah, I know. I have I'm been. An idiot. <laughs> what have I been up to? Um oh, I went to see Back to the Future the musical.
1: How the fuck was that? Yeah, I saw like a ticket or something.
0: So it it should have been last week when we talked about time, but yeah. The anachronistic nature of that pleases me. Um the it opened and the guy playing Marty was like crazy, like performing arts, like amateur dramatic, very yeah. camp. And he just started singing this number and it like, wasn't music from the film. It was like being in cats. And yeah. I was just like, Oh God, what have I got myself into? This? It's going to be like three hours of this. <laughs> and then, you know, like, um Jennifer came on and it was all you know it was like oh there's all the characters we know and love and then Doc <laughs> came on and the whole dynamic just completely fucking changed because he was absolutely amazing and it was just oh, so okay. funny. Um he, so even like Marty improved the second doc came on stage. Yeah. And the whole thing just and then and then Marty just turned into like the best impression of Michael J. Fox ever. Oh, and, oh, and, so and, and, like, the cast the cast was English but it it was just an exercise yeah. in 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 like like reliving the film. And then um, George McFly was just stunning. Like everything, like the mannerisms, like it was all like, it was like half a play, half musical. So like there there was, there was talking bits, but then they like break into song and George was just stunning. Like I couldn't believe how good it was. And then like the guy, (laughs) the guy playing Strickland looked exactly like Strickland and he only had like two lines to say. So it was just, it was just perfect. Um, But this is this is like the world premiere in Manchester. Like this this musical does not exist. It's only just started. So I guess they're like testing the water and seeing what works. Um, but I'm hoping this this gets a long run and and becomes like a a worldwide phenomenon because it's fucking amazing. Yeah. The the the, the The stuff the stuff they do on stage with like the DeLorean and the sets as well. Like every every you know, like the diner and school. And um, the tree outside um, (laughs) the window, and George is like peeping Tom. (laughs) Oh shit! Yeah, honestly, it it, like, and it wasn't. It wasn't like it wasn't a case of the member berries. It wasn't just like uh, you know J.J. (laughs) Abrams. It was you know they came up with new songs. They gave like characters like Goldie Wilson like entire story arcs of their own. Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah, it was. It was really, really good. Um, And there's some bits they changed. There's some bits they changed for like maybe politically yeah. correct reasons, but also just to make <laughs> it work on stage, you know, like change the story yeah. a little bit. So it was really, it was really yeah. fun. But awesome. if you get a chance, go and see it. Um and the 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 ending was just fucking spectacular.
1: <laughs> so I don't know if you can answer without uh spoiling it, but I'm assuming there was a DeLorean.
0: Oh, there was a DeLorean. At least one DeLorean. Either there was either multiple DeLorei or they were very, very clever with the sets, but yeah, like, awesome, cool. I uh, cool.
1: yeah, I really hope that that kind of lasts now.
0: Well, uh, um, and if you go on now, it's dirt cheap.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Brett,
0: what about you? What have you been up to?
2: Yeah, um, so basically social distancing. <laughs> um, oh yeah, that's the exact
0: opposite of me going to a theater full of like old old people with <laughs> <and> children.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Which is not necessarily (laughs) atypical, you know, it's not like I'm hanging out in large groups of people on a regular basis. But with everything that's going on, um, I've been trying to keep myself occupied with just there's, you know, there's tons of paperwork and logistics that are going to go into this long lasting house cabin project thing anyway. So I'm just trying to do as much research as I can because I can't even go to the offices that I need to go to to discuss the paperwork's and the the things uh, going yeah, forward because they're just, they're kind of on lockdown and they're, mm. yeah. So um, I've been doing a bit of design work, uh, you know, playing around on the computer, getting back to my roots and actually doing <laughs> a lot of like digital and hand drawn crossover, nice which is, nice. you know, just as small little things that have happened in the last week since we've talked, it's been quite nice to step back into the sheet of paper and pencil aspect of design where i was working on two different designs one of them is for uh christy from twisted twine woodworking um who had reached out to me about maybe helping her with a little bit of a rebrand same name different visuals and whatnots um and then i'm working on something for myself and both times i would start drawing in illustrator or Photoshop and I'd kind of jump back and forth and I was looking for this hand-drawn aspect and all this stuff. And then it just kind of clicked where it was, (laughs) you know, I used to do this for a living. Maybe i just (laughs) go back to the paper. Um, And with, you know, delightful results that I was, I was happy with. So it was nice to, I don't know, nice to have a moment of of kind of, what is that? Uh, Where you're able to tell yourself you're still good at something. (laughs) <laughs> Still yeah. capable of doing the thing you did back in the day, uh, yeah. and then my plan is to shoot a video for the shave horse because you know, without even thinking, I I made the damn thing and then didn't even show how to use it at the end. Um, there's also a couple of minor tweaks that I I didn't add to it, uh, which I'd like to do, and then just show off how it works because there were enough people in the comment section going. You know, it was a neat video, but I have no idea what that thing is or what it does. Mm -hmm. So, you know, kind of what we were talking about in the pre-show was the fact that right now I I don't have the capabilities of doing a lot else anyways. And, you know, what better opportunity to just sit down and go, look, I I, want to show you guys how to do this. Also, we're all kind of holed up right now. So how about I put another little video out? It's nothing new per se, but it'll be some tips and tricks. And then like the tools that I use that you'll never be able to order because they're probably going to be on quarantine as well. But you know, put, put myself to work. So give myself something to do. But then also I think right now we could all benefit from just like, even if they're just short videos or if, if it's just, you know, I'm trying to dodge the word content, but it's just putting some other stuff to stay connected out there and, and allow people 10 minutes of their life to waste and watch something that maybe takes their mind off of everything else that's going on. Um, Beyond that, yeah, like I said, just trying to do as much paperwork or as much pre-planning as I can for builds. Hopefully things pass and we can get back to it. I mean, the weather's still kind of shit out here anyways. It's kind of fluctuating, so it hasn't helped with the like, I guess we just stay inside because it's super windy and rainy, which never happens in the desert. So, yeah, hasn't been the most eventful week, but I, you know, trying to keep my mind off of things and stay busy.
1: Cool. Uh, yes, um, no, that sounds. That was that was a lot to kind of <laughs> take on, <laughs> and uh, but yeah, no, I think I kind of get what you what you're putting down there. Um, I, on the other hand, made a massive cookie. Because <laughs> I, the recipe that I was using was shit, so when I tried cutting out shapes, it didn't work. So I just made one massive cookie. Cause... Do you
0: mean you substituted real flour for fake flour in the same recipe and expected it to behave the same?
1: No, okay. it was a fake recipe anyway, okay. so it's, mm, it's fine. uh And it's really <laughs> annoying because it was like it, I I chose that recipe specifically because it was supposed to be good for like, holding shape and shit like that. And then the <laughs> just spread. Like, one one of the cookie cut- cutters that I printed was uh, the Batman symbol, and uh, that came out just, like, this weird kind of, like, caterpillar shape, because they all... <laughs> Catman. Yeah. And another one was Totoro, which ended up just turning into a giant egg. It was fucking horrible. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I ended up just making a Totoro. massive... Uh, massive massive cookie with the rest of it um i also did something that i've never done before uh, i made something that has a roof which what yeah which i i didn't really kind of think about <laughs> until i finished it but we uh, we had to make a like an outdoor shower block um at the workshop and uh yeah it's got a roof and i've never done anything with a roof before <laughs> so that was interesting and fun um, but yeah, cause we've got obviously the, uh, the classes all start, um, or all started last month, uh, but we've got the first weekend class coming up. Um, and, uh, we want to make sure we had everything prepped and ready for that. So that, you know, if people are camping, they can use the showers and everything else. Um, but of course, one of the things that we've been talking about the whole time we've been doing this is obviously with, the virus in the news and all of that, and uh, the the restrictions that have come into place and that might come into place, and everything else. Like we we rely a lot on actual contact with people for the business. So there's been a lot of like concern about you know if we're going to have to cancel classes, if we're going to do this, if we're going to do that, if you know if people are going to turn up or if if we can go to shows to sell stuff because you know if, if we can't hold classes and if we can't go to markets we can't make money um so it's been a bit of a an interesting time and the conversations have been a little bit not fun um but at the same time it also means that we're going to have a lot of like and and everyone seems to be in a position where they're going to be having a lot of time like at home um, being able to do whatever they want because it's a, it's this weird thing where even if you're not ill you still have to spend like two weeks or more uh, locked up and cooped up in your house um, depending on which part of the world you're in and, and what the situation is and, and yeah I mean I know quite a lot of my friends have been to B&Q and just buying up materials for um, for projects at home and, and stuff like that. Um, but I think there's there's a whole host of things that we at home that don't necessarily involve huge amounts of material. I mean, I know Brett was talking about the um, the, the digital side of things. Like that's, I'm not necessarily looking forward to, but it's something that I've definitely kind of got on my mind of as soon as uh, I'm in a position where I can't go to work, I'm going to be working on a load of digital stuff, digital designs and things like that. And not so anything that's going to be um, like for business stuff, just me being able to kind of expand my skill set. Um, you know, I, I want to do some, uh, some illustrator stuff, but I also want to start learning a bit more about 3d design and things like that. So I'll be jumping on hangouts with people like Jamie and bugging them for kind of mm-hmm. ideas and inspiration and, questions and stuff like that. Um and yeah, I just wondered if you guys had any kind of thoughts on that if you've got any uh like stuff that you know actually you are going to want to work on like Brett with the um the the stuff you've been working on at the moment if you've got more plans for things like that.
2: Yeah, um I actually sat down with young Mike uh the other night before he left town for some filming. Um, we've been discussing his usage of SketchUp, which is a free 3d program, you know, it's all cloud-based and whatnot. And I've heard for years, uh, people use it for general mock-ups or just doing layouts. And it's not such a high entry point where someone that's never done any kind of 3d, uh, wouldn't be able to do it. Like it's a very simplistic user interface and the functionalities are built in such a way where it's, it's not really that intimidating. So um, I had a few people in the comments section of the shave horse video, ask for plans, which I have never done before. And I don't think I've ever had anybody specifically ask for plans of any project I did. Um, So uh, considering the way that the, the current situation, we, uh, ended up sitting down for maybe an hour and he talked me through the basics of SketchUp and I made my first thing, which was uh, Mike was drawing up his designs for the cabinetry that he had just done for the tiny kitchen thing in his, in his folks' house. And so he talked me through it and I was able to recreate a three-dimensional, you know, at-scale mock-up of this cabinetry thing. And I was like, oh my God, this is so great. Because (laughs) if if I'm gonna be doing so much work on the cabin and trying to build this place out, then you know, half the time I run into issues of just not knowing how much material to buy or or yeah, you know, okay, I'm using three quarter inch plywood. What does that look like once it gets put together? Because yeah, a lot of times even with the shave horse, it's like I was building the whole thing as I was going along. And I realized after the fact that there were, you know, three or four times where I cut off a bunch of material or I, I needed a little bit more here and had to add it on or whatever. And if you're able to pre-build these things, this was Mike's advice. He's like, yeah. any of this, what it helps him do is he pre-builds the project. So not only does it allow you to uh, gauge what your material usage is or what the thing looks like as a final product because you're able to rotate it three dimensionally. But yeah, you, you effectively build it like said and done. And so when it comes time to actually execute, you, you know exactly what you need to do because you're like, right, I started with the walls. Okay, I did the walls. Now I put the roof on it. Okay, that's what it looks like. And I know that the yeah. structure on the inside needs to look like this. So everything kind of gets, the problem solving that you can do in a program like that is easy enough um, that I, I can see a huge benefit for me for the things like the DIY projects or the home improvement yeah. stuff that I'm going to be working on mm-hmm. less so about the, you know, blacksmithing or any kind of ironwork. It's, it's really nice to be able to look at a program that I had never used. Not once had I opened that before. And within 30 minutes I had built, you know, this, it was effectively just a cube with some doors on the front, but it was like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can, I can explode it and look at all the different pieces Yeah. And it is all to scale. It's all drawn to scale. So you can physically look at like, okay, I need a 36 by 30 piece of plywood. All right, cool. Can I optimize that on one board of plywood? Like everything, it kind of opened up a new little world for me, but there's a ton of exploration (laughs) to do within it. But it's something that I would not have, I probably wouldn't have pushed myself to do something like that if it wasn't for the timing of things and and how the situation is right now
1: yeah i mean i i i looked into um uh, SketchUp a few times uh but probably about a year ago if not more now and uh i tried it and i just i couldn't get on with it because i didn't really know what i was doing with it i didn't really have a specific like project in mind and i um i didn't have a huge amount of time i was trying to do it on like uh Thursday afternoon, when I had 16 other things that I needed to be getting on with, and was like, Oh, yeah, but I just quickly want to try it out and see how I get on with it. I think that was a, a massive mistake. I think I needed to kind of sit down when I had nothing else to do, have some kind of project or thing in mind where it's like, Actually, I'm going to build a thing. Or, you know, there's, there's so many fucking um, uh, online learning places now that do courses in just that. I mean, whether you go to YouTube and just Try your luck with that, or whether you go to one of the many, many um, sites out there that offer those kind of uh, tutorial videos and stuff.
2: Um, yeah, Skillshare's got a lot of SketchUp and stuff. Yeah, um,
1: I was trying to be all BBC and kind of like <laughs> uh, other ones are available, but I, I, hmm. I'm not the BBC. I don't need other to do skill that.
0: sharing platforms that aren't called Skillshare are yeah. available. <laughs> um,
1: but yeah, so like there's yeah there's there's loads of, of things like that, and I think um you know if if I do end up with a few weeks at home where I haven't got anything else to do then that's definitely something that I want to do is is sign up to a couple of those and you know use that three month free trial or whatever it is and and try and learn as much as possible and I think it helps with something like that with uh with SketchUp or Fusion 360 or whatever like um having that specific project in mind and I think having someone there that can kind of give you a few pointers is is really useful um but but yeah I definitely like the idea of of having that project in mind and just kind of building something out from there
0: just right. just, so, that, just that was something simple like i the first time I used sketchup was um to work out how much space I had in a delivery van to move from the Netherlands to the uk oh right you talked about that before oh, I, yeah. had, I had one shot at it and it had to be right. So I had to learn SketchUp. Like, it wasn't something I could work out. Like, you know, the majority of builds I can do in Illustrator quite easily because it's just kind of not really 3D. Um, it's like 2.5D. But this was right. volumetric. And I, you know, it was, the only, and it was um, whether or not I got to keep my possessions. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it, was, it was a one-shot, and I was limited by, like, the, the size of the truck. So um, yeah. it was it was a kind of – kind of forced me into that situation to learn it. And and it was because it was just simple blocks and simple like cubes and cuboids. It was a it was a really easy baptism. I wasn't trying to like, you know, um, do cylinders or spheres or like bevel anything or you know extrude things. It was literally just like like three D Tetris.
2: Yeah, which I do love that uh, the one aspect or not the one aspect, but the upgrade capabilities. So SketchUp being free. You can do pretty generic and and simple stuff Um, and say like putting a hole in a block of wood in SketchUp would be super easy to do if you had the upgraded version, which is like a hundred bucks a year. Um, But you you can get away with doing it. It just takes like five or ten extra steps that you have (laughs) to plan out correctly because then after you make the hole, you can't move it. But if you had the upgraded version, you can do it. Um, but I was I was thinking about this while you were talking and Steve you kind of mentioned it uh, at the beginning but there's there's a massive opportunity right now because of you know as long as the internet holds out for the countries that all of our friends exist in but I feel like there's a big opportunity to do some hangouts or some online like one-to-one you're not at work today I'm not at work today there's nothing else to do we Can't physically do anything, so why don't we do an online share or like Skype each other and work on a project together, or or get a tutorial from James on how to brew beer? You know, I mean, even even not not just a case of, I mean,
0: James is probably a bad example in that he's a doctor, but oh, he's um, a terrible example. (laughs) Um, But the the even for those who are at work. Like, today we did a test where everybody stayed at home just to see if, like, the infrastructure would yeah. work. So IT and stuff, it could, if it could cope with, um, like, heavy server work and, and gotcha. like designing yeah. and stuff. Um, and it was fine. But, you know, even, Brett, that interaction you're talking about could be done with people who are still at work. So I'm still technically at yeah. work, but the fact that I'm at home is you know, makes things a bit more flexible. It makes, like, my hours less antisocial and less disruptive in terms of, you know, trying to get stuff built. Like, I could potentially use the sunlight to get a project done that I couldn't otherwise, or, you know, I couldn't do it because it's too late at night for me to fire up the forge. So I could shift around those working hours and just be a bit more flexible. Yeah. Yeah,
2: Well, I think, you know, I don't want to tell... I don't want to necessarily tell everybody they're like, now's the time to do digital. Like get, just <laughs> hang out with you and your computer. Um, standing outside in the sunlight is nice. <laughs> and I personally don't want to get holed up and, and just, you know, turn into a hermit more so than I already am. Um, So Steve, you were talking about it a bit in the pre-show and I know you threw the question at Alan, I to begin with, but, you you mentioned like smaller projects or home improvement stuff or or those projects that have been waiting to be done because you don't have the time or what can be done with the material at hand is always a fun challenge, right? I Even if you don't have a particular build in mind, if you just set your materials up on a table and go, right, I need to build something with this. Yeah. You throw those things in the corner willingly when you're working on other projects and they just sit as like, I will use those eventually. I feel like now is the time for the, eventually
1: (laughs) i think kind of now is the time that everyone needs to make sure that they've either already have or they very quickly order a exacto knife a cutting board and like (laughs) a load of like craft paper or something like that like because there's so many things you can do with just that um and i think it like that's kind of i think what i was more going for is like what are the you know i mean how you kind of mentioned it in like the desert island discs kind of way like if you if you could only have a handful of tools and materials to to work on that required like no power because power toy power toys power toys, power tools. <laughs> power toys. uh power tools are noisy messy and you're not necessarily gonna be able to use them in your front room um so like hand tools And materials like what what are the ones that you would definitely go for i mean brett you're playing with that rotary cutter thing uh at the moment (laughs) i don't don't really know what you do with it you've just been holding it the whole
2: time mike mike had it sitting at the desk that i'm at and now it fascinates me because it has a really really good yeah uh it's extremely simple and now it's like i look at this and i'm like maybe i just try and build one of these for a project (laughs) that's super cool but um but
1: yeah like if if you only had like a few i mean i'm i'm really lucky i've got like this 3d printer that i can now muck around with and i can i can play with that i can try making stuff with that i've got you know i mean (laughs) i'm kind of going more for the stuff you can do in the house rather than in the workshop just because you know my workshop is halfway down through the village i'm the only one that's going to go in it so I mean, like, yeah, as long as I don't go licking the pavement on the way to the workshop i'm I'm sure I'll be fine, but not everyone has access to a workshop like on their own property sort of thing. some people might have a shared workspace or something like that, or they might not even have a workshop um but like in in terms of like simple home projects what 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 are like your essential must haves like what's in your your little tool bag that you have in the house, sort of thing.
0: Now, I mean, watch, watching um, Terrier with his latest oh adventure of adventure of of, of fantastically little hand carved figurines yeah. just makes you, you the think. Bark one? Yeah, the bark ones is stunning. So even just a, yeah. a simple change up of materials can change the dynamic. And, and it obviously he's he's very skilled and 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 creative, but um. All you need is a whittling knife, and you can yeah. create little stories and and little adventures and stuff. You know, you could you could sit and make a chess set if 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 you yeah. you know had enough time. Um, so I think I think something along that lines it would be super simple. Um, but I like I like your kind of angle on it, Steve. The kind of the 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 exacto knife and the cutting mat and the kind of yeah. more small scale kind of stuff. So I'm thinking like hot glue gun. You know what what can you build that's like um, Brett, you're talking about using SketchUp to kind of build the project first. You know, what, what like a small version of something, or, or you know, to your point just now about about the, the the rotary cutter. You know, could you make a cardboard version to see if it was possible to make it out of brass? Mm. So you know, just getting those kind of like indoor simple lo-fi projects done. Um yeah. You know, learning SketchUp is one way to do it, and, and be able to make it digitally. But to your your point, Brett, you know, being cooped up doesn't necessarily mean you have to sit in front of a screen. So yeah, I'd, I'd love I'd love the idea of kind of being able to properly plan stuff out. Um, a lot of a lot of what I do is very sort of uh reactionary and kind of off the cuff, um, just kind of kind of make it with the stuff I've got, but without actually planning. Right. If, if I had the 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 time to to kind of plan something out. I think it could be really interesting to see, you know, different versions of it, almost like prototyping. Oh yeah, yeah. And I so whether, whether it's through card or through foam or through something that kind of is really easy to do and quick and and low cost. To your point, Steve, if there's if there's limitations on materials,
2: you know, you're not wasting anything because you're working it out as you go. Right, and I think, yeah, these are opportunities to call it, you know, getting crafty, but. Mm-hmm. cardboard is a fantastic thing. And most of, a, most of us have loads of it, right? Because you yeah. get a few things ordered in and you end up with a few boxes that you, you know, you can toss them in the recycling bin. But to be honest, holding onto that stuff and doing prototypes out of it or building little miniature versions so that you can work out the dimensions of things or well, what, what is it? Tom Sachs, you know, has those has all those paper mock-ups of of like the video recorder and and the camcorder and everything like that. They're brilliant, you know, and whether or not you um, consider that stuff art or, you know, a finished project at the end, when I was working out some of the mechanisms on the shave horse, I, you know, grabbed a bit of cardboard and, admittedly it was Jess's suggestion because i was like i don't know how i'm gonna do this and she was like make it out of cardboard we have a hot glue gun make it happen and that's something i don't do very typically it was something that i saw jimmy do tons but his comes from a ton of experience in the toy making industry where like you need a proof of concept super fast so you can do like a simple hinge and a couple of arms and Mm -hmm. then a head and then suddenly you have this little figure to be able to look at it and say right now how does this Almost like Al was discussing in the carving of the hand. It's like, how do I take this into higher resolution? So, all of these opportunities to work with hand tools. Call it—I don't want to call it—you know—being a purist, but I think it's one of the reasons that I like hand tools is because they're—they're never going to go bad, or they're never going to be not useful. Something, yeah, not useful. Like I'm able to just with a. A knife and yes, a hot glue gun that runs off batteries that you need power for. I understand, but
1: oh, yeah, but that's yeah,
2: yeah, it just sticking things together you can do with pine resin if it comes down to right. it. So, I like knowing that in the even in the desert island scenario, um, you know, veering away from the music thing and more about just what, what would you make or uh, what tools would you take with you? I look at that if we're trying to be optimistic about the situation it's like what are the things that you would make on the desert island you know say you do have all your tools with you at least all your hand tools what's the thing you make on the island that's just like right i just need a a positive moment or i need something here that just makes me feel slightly comfortable or comforted is it a chair or is it a roof steve do you build a roof and just go right (laughs) I, the sun doesn't affect me anymore, and this is great. I can just be inside, and it feels, you know, not warm, but it, it feels comfortable, right? You're, like, not as exposed to everything, so you you don't wall yourself in, but you just create something that makes you feel a little bit more, or a little bit less susceptible to the environment around you. Or is, yeah, it, a, thought- is it a fucking spatula so that you can mm-hmm. turn things over a fire? Who knows?
0: I, th- I think those those comfort things or those like um, little aids are really helpful in these sort of situations. So Brett, you've been in the shack where most of the time I'm just treading water and it's like, you know, I've talked about like below waist level, like you're not allowed to see down there because usually it's just shit just pushed (laughs) on the floor while I continue to work because I don't have time to stop and and tidy up. Um, But when I do have stops to tidy up and then you're able to, just slightly rethink something, like maybe rethink a storage solution, or rethink um, how something hangs on the wall, or rethink how something is positioned. And it's just a little fix, and it's really lo fi. But like you know, like you said, Brett, just knocking up that roof on the desert island. Yeah, you know, you're not you're not making a musical instrument, you're not um, distilling gin. <laughs> you just you're just creating a shelter out of some really basic materials, just to then make your life a little bit easier. And it's those little kind of incremental things so just just stopping having a bit of time and going you know what i've actually got time now to clean things up and do things properly and sort through stuff you know just just having shit sorted out or like in the correct thicknesses or the correct sizes Mm -hmm. or the correct heights or the correct materials you know it's no longer a box of stuff box of stuff (laughs) it's the box of wires and box of you know uh, plastic bins you know so i think using time to kind of to to help you relax and just to help take like remove some of the anxieties of kind of whether it's workshop life or daily life, if there's something in the house that's you know been bugging you, it's
2: like now's the chance to sort it out. Oh God, yeah. Well, I will I will always maintain a sense of you know things could be worse or not necessarily pessimism or maybe more a fatalistic approach to things, but given what's going on around the planet and we can't avoid it you know it's everywhere and it's on every platform that we look towards for either entertainment or just time wasting in a situation like this it's like a, a reminder to go and sort out your bits of wood that have been sitting on the wall can be so <laughs> cathartic because yeah. you're you're then able to have control in a situation that is very uncontrollable outside of your space but yeah. if you can create some order it's it's less about sorting the wood into incremental, you know, half inches of sizings. It's more just like you have the ability to just step away from everything, clean the shop, work on a project, do all these things that you didn't have time for before. And it it's that perspective gaining moment where you just go, man, shit's terrible. But you know what? My workshop is great or my house is great or like I cleaned the living room because it's been a (laughs) shithole. And now my family who who everyone's under duress. And now at least, you know, that you can hang out with your family in the living room. And yeah, it's, it's, you know, you have the comforts there of being like, look, we can't take care of much, but, but we can take care of this. I remember what else I did this weekend. Talking of living, living room.
0: Um, you the poured fucking, a cup of coffee out of your table. I did pour a cup of coffee from the from the luxury of my living room. Um no, the fucking um the central heating is leaking in the walls. Yeah. Um, so and this has been going on for a long time. And I think the landlady tried to like fob me off saying it was like damp or the rain or something, but yeah. it's not because I've I've had all like the the bo- you know, the boxing on the pipes. Yeah. Yeah. I had all that out. It's all just rotted to fuck all the walls are rotting all the plaster's rotting it's like you can just like poke your finger through the wall it's just disintegrating yeah. um and i found these um just two valves that are just pissing water out so yeah. basically like i've i kind of had my my um hunch about this for a while because like even when it wasn't raining there was still like damp coming through and mould and stuff yeah. i was like hang on so pretty much all of winter i've not had the central heating on because i can't because yeah. basically, it's just leaking water into the walls, right? Um, so this this weekend was the first time I had a chance to actually fucking investigate. You know, stripped out all the 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 skirting and stuff and got behind it. So now I've yeah. like, although I've, I'm not a plumber, and I've not solved the problem, at least I now know what the problem is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is is cathartic and is kind of, you know, it's the the known unknown. Like now I know what needs to be done. Yeah. Whereas before, all I knew was my house was moldy.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And, and that's the thing is like it and yes, Chris, I did just say that again. Um but that it's is the it, thing. That is the thing. Uh but it's it's a really good um point. Like just having that time and having that space to be able to just investigate something, demystify something. Like that's like that's there was no one there was
0: nobody it. in, you know. I didn't have a fucking deadline and it was like, well, yeah. that, literally now is the first time in like three months I'm able to rip the wall apart <laughs>
1: <laughs> but like The amount of projects I've had where I've been putting it off and putting it off because it's like oh fuck, I just, I don't know how long that's going to take and I don't want to start looking into it because it's a fucking rabbit hole and then you start looking into it and it's like, oh, okay this this isn't as difficult as I thought oh, that's actually quite easy, oh okay, so I need X, Y and Z, but I can spend half an hour on the internet and find X, Y, and Z, and then spend another hour and find them for half the price sort of thing. Like it's, right. I think like doing that little bit of investigation, because I mean, that's the thing is so you don't even need to do a, a full project. You don't need to necessarily sit there with your exacto knife and cut out shapes and things. You can, you can just plan other projects. You can, you can, you, know, you can get onto uh Google docs or whatever, program you use get a spreadsheet up and you know you can plan everything you can you can put costings in you can do all of that and you can go right okay for the next six months these are my projects these are the priority i, I want to have them in and you know this is the cost for each one sort of thing
0: and I, I think that's a great shout and um just switching that mindset as well from the from the physical practical things you can do to even just the the things in your head yeah like I've got all these things weighing on my mind. I've got all this weight on my shoulders. I've got all these things I'm worrying about. Just having that breathing space, you know, an opportunity to go I'm just going to think about this for a bit. Solve yeah. that problem. If it means writing it down, or doing a spreadsheet, or ticking it off a box, you know, like a way to 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 then not have to worry about that for a bit. Yeah. Like um listening to a uh, a Bob from I like to make stuff. Um he's always had this really good um sort of mantra about that, which is about not wasting time thinking about things. Yeah. Like if, you know, it, if you can't do something, thinking about it isn't going to help. Yeah. And you, it's just dead time. It's like you're investing time in n- nonsense. It's pointless. Um, so being able to have that thinking space, even just, even if it's not about doing it or solving it or actually building anything, but you're able to kind of give it its dues and forget about it. Yeah. Because you've either mentally ticked it off or locked it away in a cabinet, instead of it just being there knocking on the door going, Remember me, remember me, remember me. Yeah. So I yeah. think that that kind of you know, whether it's whether it's the, the building the digital thing, whether it's building a, a mock up of something, or whether it's even just thinking about something, sitting down and going, Right, a couple of hours, let's crack this.
2: Yeah. yeah. These are those these are the moments where I go with the computer analogy. Which is, you know, call it disk cleanup or disk defragging or whatever. Empty in your trash, <laughs> empty in your trash bin. So, <clears throat> yes, to go along with the computer analogy, it's like, um, you know, my Mac computer has a limited hard drive space because when they made these laptops, they expected people to have external hard drives. You run a lot of your file storage and everything off of these external hard drives, so your computer is just there to kind of house general work purpose stuff, uh, current projects, and then once you're done with it, shift it off, right? Get it off the hard drive. And just a couple of days ago, I I took the time to just clean and do some like file managing on my computer because much like my brain, if all of those thoughts and ideas and stresses are just in my head, not only is it difficult to just spend time thinking about those because it just creates more anxiety or more stress by writing them down. The reason I I know that I'm a list maker and I like crossing things off of a list is because it's, it's the hard drive dump. Like all of that, I have limited space in my brain. And if there's 50 things rolling around in my brain and they're all trying to get solved at the same time, it takes as much power for me to remember those things or keep them in my brain Whereas if I just dump them on the like, here's my to-do list, here's my build idea list, here's projects, materials, costs, whatever, any of those little subcategories of the file management that I'm doing to my brain and putting those, whether it is in an Excel document or a Google sheet, or just for me, it's my notebook that I carry around every day, then I don't have to think about those. Like they're out of the hard drive. I clean that up. They're over here. And now what I need to recall those things is it like, right there were a few builds that I wanted to get to go over to my external hard drive, AKA my hope, my notebook. And then I look them up and then it, I'm feeding off of that information rather than that was rolling in, rolling around in my head with 20 other things. Yeah. Now it's just there.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, I think like a combination of, of the two is, is a really good way to go. Like the, you, know, you you get all these things out. You write them down. That way, it you know you can see on there. Yes, actually, I have already thought about that. I don't need to worry about it anymore. And and like I said, like if if it's something that you you physically can't do anything about right now for whatever reason, then you know you you know to, to just go okay. Well, you know, there's nothing I can do. Like I I um I spent a a long time in my life uh, dealing with money issues and. Getting to the point where it was like, right, okay, I've I have this much money in my bank account, I have this many bills, I can't pay them all. Like, right. I need to pay this one, I need to pay this one, the rest of them, yeah, it's gonna cost me more in the long run, but I can't I can't do it right now. So just putting them to one side, getting the two that needed to be paid, paid, and then it's like, okay yes that issue's not solved but at least now i know that there's nothing else i can do about it so i don't i don't i don't have to sit there worrying going fuck what am i going to do what am i going to do what am i going to do it's just it's that like it's that acceptance of well actually there's, there's nothing i can do so sitting here and getting worked up about it is going to help and i think like that's it's i don't just mean that about money but like so many other things sitting and worrying about it doesn't help and if, if there's nothing you can do about it there's nothing you can do and you just have to to move on to the next thing which is where the list comes in so like right okay well that's that's done it's not resolved but you know i've, I've done all i can do on it and then you go on yeah. to the next list well yeah. it's
2: having having that list written down right now where you figure out what's restricting you or what the i can't do that's are um yeah. it, it'll free up a lot of brain space because, I mean, if you're looking at it and going, right, I need to go to the store and buy X, Y, and Z. Well, you yeah. can't do that. So that goes yeah. on the back burner. So stop worrying about, you can't get to that project. Like, you can't. You physically can't get to that project right now. So what's the next yeah. thing? Or we, if we it, it is money there. or bills and stuff, then...
1: Yeah, because we, we used to, uh, in the IT world, all the time, Like we'd have streams of, of different projects and things like that. And, you know, we had we had them all written up on a whiteboard and you had little red stick uh, magnets that went on. You know, this one's blocked. Doesn't matter why it's blocked. It could be blocked because someone else is fucking useless. It could be because (laughs) you're fucking useless. Whatever the reason is like, you can't move forward, forward with that project. So go on to the next one. Don't fucking worry about it. Just move on and keep Keep things going, because otherwise, like you say, if you're just constantly just treading water, going, "Oh, I need to worry about everything," all the time, <laughs> then you never get anywhere. And, and Wait, yeah, we... we're all about getting somewhere.
2: Yeah. Did we ever get anything from Al on the comfort? What's the comfort? Or did either of you guys answer my my question of what the comfort thing would be on the island? Or did we just go off the rails again? Uh, <laughs> I think yeah. I
0: think took us off the rails. Yeah, we, we totally <laughs> went off the
2: rails. That one. Sorry. No, no, no. You tell me, like, short answer. Think of something right now.
1: Uh a a what,
2: So, what, what would you make? It? What would you? Yeah. Make? What? Yeah. What do you think? If you were on the desert island or in the current situation, you know, it's just an analogy for being a bit hold off from the world. What is if you didn't have your current living space? Let's go. Uh, a share Everything's
1: a shitter. Yeah, but there's nothing better than being able to go in, close the door, like, right, I'm going to be in it for a little while.
0: Well, now you've got to build doors.
1: No, you don't. (laughs) I'm thinking desert island uh, analogy, and I'm just going to put, like, bamboo leaves or something on it. It's it's fine.
2: Ah, those island bamboo bamboo. trees.
1: Palm, Palm leaves. That's the one I was thinking of.
0: Fantastic. I'm going a hammock. Always wanted to build a hammock. Uh,
1: just that would be nice.
0: Like weaving away, you know, the the more
2: tired you get, the closer you are to the relaxation. Nice,
1: yeah. Maybe like
2: too soon. Maybe too soon, but you know, Tom Hanks taught us some stuff in Castaway. It certainly is. You can make rope out of videotape. Oh. There I don't want know. to go back up there again. <laughs> it's, uh. Yeah, I think a bed, yes. I think a bed would end up being mine, like somewhere to comfortably sleep. Cuz if whatever I have to do throughout the day, if it's hunting for materials or whatever, if if at the end of the day you could go and just have like a covered lean-to and a cot yeah. or or something that takes you off of the ground. They always say that in these like survivalist shows and stuff where it's like getting yourself off the ground in your sleeping situation or separating yourself from the environment. As much as you can in your sleeping situation will not only physically benefit you but mentally yeah. help.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think like for desert island kind of situations, it's always going to be some kind of shelter, whether that's for sleeping or shitting
2: or whatever you want to do in it. <laughs> uh, Steve's priority think, is uh, being able to poop comfortably. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Got uh, it.
1: But yeah, I, I think like in in the house, like my my go to quick kind of. I need to make something and I need it to make me feel warm and fuzzy inside is always going to be food. And I don't mean that as in just because I'm slightly portly. It's just, it's a nice thing to do. It's, it's really, it's really simple and easy to make something really tasty. I mean, you can get really complex with it, but you know, even just making a fucking fried egg sandwich and just making sure you put sprinkle a little bit of salt and pepper on it. And all of a sudden it goes from a, bog-standard one to, uh, mm, this is actually really tasty. Well, like, th- it requires so much, li- like, such a small amount of effort to make something really fucking good in the kitchen. Um, But you can go all out with it. You know, you can spend a, a day and a half cooking a fantastic banquet sort of thing. Um But yeah, so I think, like, a, a quick win, kind of happy, fun make for me, like, in the house, is always going to start in the kitchen.
2: Well, I don't want to get... um I don't want to get too far into the cooking, like we're we're trying to survive on, you know, or let's all go get all the foods and stuff. But Al, situation like this, you are, It's it's pretty normal for you to just pick through the pantry and cook with what you've got on hand, right? And try and make a decent meal out of nothingness. I think Steve's right that there's something comforting, especially in times like these, like make a good meal, whether it's for yourself or you're sharing it with other people. But <clears throat> do you see that as a, you know, maybe somebody that doesn't cook and they can't make anything because they don't have any materials? It's like, all right, take it as a take it as a challenge. Make food. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I, I don't, don't want to like shame anyone because obviously, yeah, people yeah. have different skills and stuff. But
0: I think necessity really does breed kind of not just like problem solving, but creativity. Like one of, one of the reasons I can cook is because I had no money when I was at university and I had to make things delicious. Mm. Otherwise I would have just gone fucking insane, you know, just eating pulses and, you know, nothing just the lowest cheapest <laughs> starches I could find. It was like, you know, it was, it was make, learn to cook or don't eat. <laughs> yeah. right. <laughs> I, think, I think that, that, if if we're forced into this situation currently, I think it's a real opportunity to learn stuff. So, you know, I, you know, learn to whittle and carve by hand. It could be lovely. It's like a real opportunity. Um, But I think the cooking thing, it's like, you know, all these people going out fucking panic buying stuff. Like, I've, I've literally got, like, a year's worth of food in my house. And I don't mean because I'm a hoarder or a fucking prepper. I just mean, like, Calorie wise, there's easily a year's worth of food to feed me in this house. Mm-hmm. With a with running water, I could survive. If you locked me in this house, I could survive.
2: Right. Just eat your sofa. <laughs> <laughs> it is a delicious sofa. Well, boil boil up whatever whatever leather you've got <laughs> you Wallpaper paste as
0: well. Like it used to be you know, <laughs> potato <laughs> starch. So. yeah.
1: I, I must admit, like, I, this is, for me, this is the perfect time of year for things to start going uh, south food-wise, because, like, all of the yummy, delicious, forageable things are all starting to come out, so I'm kind of, whether, you know, no matter what happens, I'm still going to be going out foraging for delicious things over the next few months anyway, so it's, yeah. yeah. um, Yeah, I think... That's actually quite a good wrap-up. And because it looks like Al has frozen, uh, I think we should go into spiffing. People that we think that are all spiffing. Bus, which means, Brett, you are first.
2: Oh, alright. Well, I shared this YouTube channel with um, Mr. Al earlier in the week because... It was a suggested video and I did a deep dive into the channel itself and um it's a bunch of really talented artists uh, a lot of like pen and ink drawers and cartoonists graphic novelists the, the whole shebang but it's super super talented artists the channel name is proko p r o k o um and I'm fascinated because it's a it's a, you know, a running series of these interviews of what their process is, what these artists processes um, are. Sorry. And uh, some of them, it's like, what material are you using or what pens specifically, you know, why, why do you choose to draw on paper versus canvas or um, general observations on the world? So, not that I'm going for a long tie in to the episode (laughs) itself, but one of the things that always grabbed me about drawing from a young age and why I got really into it. And, you know, I talked about it early when we were first starting this episode we're like, I'm getting back into drawing and what it's the memories that are coming out of, uh, you know, like, Oh, I'm, I'm decent at observing the world or I'm decent at, Recreating an image of a thing that I've seen before, it's it's super helpful to me that I can draw like a dimensional aspect. Al, you've talked about this when you were younger, drawing three-dimensional cars versus the two-dimensional cars. But um, these artists always talk about how they view the world and how they're able to retain that information so that they can, you know, recreate the image on a flat piece of paper. And it is mind boggling how good some of these people are on this channel. Um, but I'm actually, it's, it's fueling a bit of my, my art, artistic background that like, I want to get back into drawing and a lot of me drawing, whether it's people or objects is training your brain to, to remember certain aspects of, of those objects, Right like redrawing the sawhorse it's like i could draw a rectangle with three legs that would effectively be the sawhorse or the shave horse sorry but can i do it as detailed as i can remember it because i've built it so once you've touched something with your hands can you then recreate it as a flat image um yes to me the the channel is fascinating because of my background in drawing and illustration but as stuff that you can do right now, given the situation, maybe sit down with some paper, have some doodle time, draw with the family, draw your next project. It's like pre-building it, and you don't have to get into 3D. If you can draw it, you can build it, probably. That's it. Nice. There you go.
1: Yeah, it was good. good. Uh, and a nice sentiment to go with that, I think. Uh, Al. Yes. You... Uh, next
0: yes um i would like to spiff Um, i think someone we've talked about in the past i'm not sure if we spiffed him though but um it's emil the practical engineer i um he's really kind of come on leaps and bounds with his channel he's really um quite a reserved gentleman uh very proper mm-hmm. but he's, he's he's you can see his kind of personality growing and his confidence growing um, and his builds just get better and better he's a super smart guy um but he has fun with it as well he's like really creative um his latest video is building like a, like a solenoid V8. He'd made like one solenoid engine, but then he basically, each time he does it, Be he honest. like doubles the, 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 the amount of pistons in the engine. He did a I V2, remember. then a V4, now he's doing a V8. It's super nice. Um, it's just really nice seeing problem solving. And I think just with all the kind of hysteria and, and kind of, you know, fear mongers that's going on, it's just nice to have a, a practical engineer in the ranks. So, um yeah. if you don't know Emil's channel, go and check it out. Um his, his latest video as well. He's just like fuck it, I'm going to do this one in Dutch. <laughs> 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 I'm just I'm just warning you, I'm just warning you up front. <laughs> it's like brilliant. brilliant. <laughs> um, nice. But yeah, go check it out. The, the practical engineer. Cool. Good. He's chef. like such a nice bloke. Yeah. He makes uh... like, you know, um machines that shoot Oreos into your mouth or like um <laughs> smartly guns and things like that so it's really just like really fun build yeah
1: yeah awesome steve what you got uh i am so i'm fairly certain that we may have spiffed one if not both of the people in this before uh but there is an instagram account uh called pl smith uh all one word and that is luke and priscilla from smitty woodshop and priscilla's instagram which i don't i can't remember the handle of off the top of my head but anyway uh, so these two are a couple of makers that have fingers in very very many pies um they do all kinds of uh, pies. stuff and um, pies mm, pie. uh, i just want to watch weeble stuff now um <laughs> So, uh, what was I say? Yes. So they've, they've both got their own individual Instagram channels. Uh, Priscilla's is a lot of her artwork. Um, Luke's is, uh, it's kind of, it, I was going to say it's mostly woodwork. It's not mostly woodwork, but like originally it was more woodwork, but he's got into a lot of smithing now, but this one seems to be kind of them as a couple, all the mad maker shit that they do. Um, it's, it's a really good one. It's it's very small at the moment. It's only like 34 posts, um, but it's got a really good mix. It's quite a good place to go for a little bit of inspiration to go, oh, actually, I might try some blacksmithing or, oh, actually, I might try a bit of painting or whatever. Um, and they are two of the loveliest people that I've ever met. <laughs> Luke is just – I don't think I've ever seen him not smile and he would give you the shirt off of his back and Priscilla is batshit crazy she's fucking ace. Nice. Um, yeah, they're lovely people, and I love what they're doing with their um their kind of couples Instagram thing that they got going on so I'm happy knowing
2: I'm happy knowing that I was swinging a hammer with Luke very early on into his blacksmithing. I can't remember if he told me it was he'd never done it before or if yeah. he'd done it just a little bit but we played around on the anvils during one of Jimmy's classes. And I like knowing that here we are like a year later, I think, and he's going at it full time. It's exciting.
0: exciting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And they, I mean, like I said, they're just lovely people. Um, so yeah, go check them out. Uh, right. Have we any other business?
2: Stay safe. That's it for me.
1: (laughs) Uh, so, I've got a little bit. Um, this is mostly for the UK people, mostly, um, mostly, mostly. Uh, but we've talked about Firefly screen printing before, uh, spelled F-Y-A, so F Y A H. Um, yeah. yeah, uh, but yeah, those guys are super lovely. Um, but Sam is. Because of everything that's happening at the moment, he's putting together a, a newsletter. It is a newsletter, newsletter mostly focused on um, the business and putting out, like, updates for the business. But he's also very aware that uh, a lot of pe- the people that use him, uh, so a lot of their customers, are independent businesses themselves. Um, and with everything that's happening in the UK, with, uh, like, um, sole traders and things like that, being told to quarantine but there being no uh no sick pay or anything like that for them so it's it's very hard for people to self quarantine when they know that they're not going to get paid um and there's talk about uh like a a government scheme for funding and all that sort of thing um and all the kind of the juicy details of <laughs> um of what's going on with the gov website at the moment because of what's happening for for independence so he's trying to collect all of that information put it into a newsletter and and post that out um i think okay the first one's going to be coming out uh in the next week or so um so if you aren't already on the mailing list i'd suggest maybe dropping uh dropping the guys a quick message and asking if you can be put on tell them that we sent you um and yeah just get on it and it should hopefully be a good source of uh of reliable information from and basically it's just a, a condensed version of what's on the gov website um Get hopefully you. written into kind of like a an actual readable form because anybody that's used the gov website knows it's awful although it's so much better than it was 10 years ago so much better um yeah that's it from me uh and that's it from brett al is that it from you that's it from me That's it from you. Fantastic. Uh, Right. In which case, uh, if you want to find us and see what we're up to, you can find us in all of the usual social media places. You can find me at Moonshell Metalworks. You can find Brett at Skull and Spade 13. And you can find Al at Al's Hack Shack.
0: Al's Hack Shack!
1: Oh! Uh, I wondered if you were going to go for hack, like hacking up a cough. (laughs) There we go. Uh, and if you want to find us as a collective uh, Fools of Tools podcast, just Google it. Uh, right. I think that's it. Uh, we love you all. Stay safe, stay clean, and wash your fucking hands. Bye.
2: Bye-bye.